<laughs> uh, okay, I believe we're live. Uh, okay, today we don't have any uh, music because Joe is not here. It's me, uh, Fizzy, talking uh, shit with two, uh, what's the word, recent contributors, Harry and the Mantle. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah. What do you want nicknames? Yeah, All right, well, eventually we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. Viewers, okay, well, we've just <laughs> started. It took, a, it took a while to, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch. It's actually a question we put on the board, shall we? Uh, any nicknames? But, right, obviously, main, the main thing we're going to talk about is uh, the game yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, Amanda, we've gone to start us off. Yes. So, I'm, I'm going to say something which I think is slightly, might be controversial to some people. I think the game yesterday one of the best performances I've seen in a long, long time. I can't put a time frame on that time, but one of the best performances because we may not have been riveting throughout the whole performance, but we were dangerous and we were better than Wolves, who are a good, good team, away from home, missing Tom Yasu and obviously having a long break from playing, and we were comfortable. We were controlled. We controlled the game fantastic in midfield. Our defence was strong, resilient, no threat. And up front, we had threat. Saka was on his game. Martinelli was on it as well. The only missing piece was up front. So again, that performance here was the one that gave me a lot of confidence in terms of moving forward. I'm going to add to that, which I agree with totally, uh, but reading the comments at the end of the game, um, who's the Wolves manager? What's his name? Uh, Bruno Lodge. Lazit. Yeah. Lodge, uh, weird face, isn't it? Yeah, to the side. weird name, weird young face. Man. Young man, Weird face. <laughs> he said... James the Young. I, 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 I didn't watch the game, but I saw the highlights. But he uh, he said that Wolves dominated, dominated. They were the better team. And I looked at I looked at and they were extended highlights, so I saw the majority of it, and I was like, "That's absolute shit." Yeah, no, absolute I don't. Shit. I, yeah, well, I watched we it as well. Yeah, better team first. Uh, they had a couple of crosses where they looked yeah. a little bit dangerous, and that was it. And yeah, obviously, down to ten men, it's a different game. But certainly before the sending off, we were better. Yeah, we were the better. We control the game. We're playing. We're playing in gear three. Yeah, yeah, we were. And I think it was a case. And I think part of the reason why we played in gear three was because we'd had such a long we're period of time game. off. Uh, I thought there were moments we looked dangerous. There were moments we looked where we played good football. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's it was a case of you know, defensively. I, I agree with you there, Emmanuel. Defensively, they didn't look like scoring. Controlled. Yeah, controlled could not. Game. And you know, we we talked about this before the podcast is how we set up our mm. shape how we set up when you think our our goalkeeper our two center halves and our two holding midfielders they are incredibly effective at the minute doing what they do what, what did yeah. we say we said I, I said i said one of the primary reasons is that we are we have got the most apart from liverpool we have the most athletic back line in the premier league mm. we can run with people we can press with them we can drop if necessary. We've got people that have got brains in terms of Ben White, Tommy Asu, Tierney, and a little bit to the degree, Gabriel. But we have got we got all in terms of back line. I watch Liverpool play and I see they're, they're like your template, right? They've got all players who can run, mm. press, uh, play on the ball, ping the ball, 50 yards, mm. 60 yards. Defenders, yeah. They're perfect for you because you can do whatever. You can sit back if necessary because Van Dijk and Matic will hit the ball or you can press up. And I think that's where we're working to. I think we're one year away. Um, of Tommy Asu, Tierney, uh, Gabriel and White. Another year together next year. Again, yeah, solid, stable. There's, I'm calm now. I remember the days when we had like, Mustafi and Socrates and Gabriel Paulista in defence. And, and I, my heart would be my heart would be pounding, pounding because like, I'm like, Sylvester. I see the goal at any moment. But now like, when, when people attack yesterday, the first half, I was so confident. I was like, they're not but I, I think 
to, to what I was saying, that how we play with Jacker in party in front of them. Uh, in front of them, it means that most of our the goals that we can see are going to come from the side. Mm. We're not going to come through the middle. Whereas back to Mustafi, you know, the midfielders that we had, the defenders had, they all yeah, come through the middle. Starting. You could see people just storming through the middle. Yeah. Like just, just, Danny Ceballos. Yeah. Just, to add, just, just to add to that, I, I totally agree with exactly everything you've said again. But I think in particular, out of that back four plus Ramsdale, it's Gabriel and White. Mm. Freddie White, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the core, it, isn't it? it, 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 it you, could, you could have Tierney yeah. or you could have uh, Tavares yeah. or you could have Tomiyasu and... Well, even I mean, yesterday, Cedric. Suarez, Cedric. Suarez, Cedric was Suarez, Suarez played very well, well, very well yeah. yesterday. He grew yeah. into that game. You could integrate... Good delivery. Good delivery. You, you could swap those four around to some degree. Sure, you'd probably want Tierney and Tomiyasu as you start in. You get away with them. But I think most importantly is that and again, it's been mentioned as the axis of Ramsdale, Gabriel, and White. We don't, those, know, we those, don't receive many goals when those, those three. I think if you look at the stats as well, what is that? It, it's, Eleven it's, clean sheets yeah, in nineteen games. That's yeah, it's ridiculous. Second best or third best defense. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's something worth mentioning as well. Wolves, while they had a very good defense, had one of the worst attacks mm. coming into that game. And I think it was Arsenal went well. Okay, you don't yeah. have a great attack. You're not gonna. Put the balls in. You know, you put balls in from the side. And when when uh, Martinelli got sent off, and we can discuss that in a bit, holding came on and it was like, right, five at the back. Do you not break us down? Do you know what Wolves remind me of? That period, there's a period in Arsenal history not so long ago where we were like that. We had great technical players, but there was no punch. Mm. And Wolves have got that. The Wolves are like that. They've got, lot, they've got great ball up there. Yeah. Lots of passing, good in the midfield. Oh, the amount of crosses that went into, over their man. They yeah. get into that position and there's nothing there. Mm. I think there's a period when we had Iwobi and, mm. and whatnot. There's yeah, nothing Iwobi. at the end. Oh, um, so mm. we, we kind of looked at it. And again, it's the maturity of the, te- the club, the team. They're, mm. they're like, listen, we've got a goal. We don't need to read yeah. anything else. We can sit back, we can defend, and we can counter-attack because you're not really going to hurt us. Yeah. And we back our defence and our keeper to keep you up. And I think the sending off, obviously, we would rather have 11 men. Uh, we'll get used to it now. Yeah, I, I saw something on Twitter saying that Arteta, Arteta randomly generates a player to get sent off so he can bang out the 5-3-1 block yeah, yeah, in the second yeah. half because he loves doing that. It does, but it works. It, it works every time. Yeah, it works against Liverpool. So what, what, what I thought was interesting is uh, Ruben Neves coming out at the end of that game going, oh... Really pissed off that fucking Arsenal celebrated like they won the World Cup. Mm. Well, first of all, if you'd been down to ten men yeah. for that length of time, and you just fucking hammered away everything that you that was thrown at you, away you at two, Arsenal, away yeah, Arsenal, yeah, away, yeah, away, you you two would be fucking celebrating, not like you won the World Cup, but you would fucking be like, yeah, this this, this is this is decent, especially after the fucking piss poor performance at Burnley. Mm. Like, actually, yeah, fuck you. This is like the, the millionth time we've had a man sent off, and now we've actually fucking we've done you with ten men. You well, suck think, a dick. But I think it's it's yeah. a, it's a compliment to Wolves to a certain extent. No, it is because if they won, if Wolves had won, they would have gone above us in the league. Yeah. Uh, so they're no mugs, and as well, I think it's also as well it's a testament to where we are as a squad. Like this is a unified team, yeah. and you know, when you win one nil away from home against a top You're ten happy. team with ten men. Of course you're going to celebrate. People like, want, you yeah. want that. You want that, though. You want yeah, them to be celebrating the Canadian. You, know, you want them to be happy about it. We've seen the women lost 5-0 to Liverpool or Chelsea. And, and, and they're all sh- fucking hugging each other at the end. Exchanging shirts. Exchanging <laughs> shirts. And you're like, you should be furious. I'm furious. This has ruined my weekend. And so we can't have it both ways. We can't go, well, you know, 
uh, yeah, they they celebrated. That was a great result. Well, Ruben Neves was only saying that because he's pissed that they lost, isn't it? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. Pitching, isn't he? I like that though. Yes. Yeah. Also, like it also is the shit housery that we it's have. Testament, it's testament to where we are. Like again, if you go on Twitter now, fans are starting to and people are starting to to make jibes at our players. Like there was a post about Ramsdale diving uh, for a shot that didn't come in, and I was like, that's good. They're mm. rattled. Yeah, they're they rattled. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They care because they see that ah, oh, we are significant to a degree. We yeah, have some we're relevant sort of, again. We're relevant, yeah. yeah. And that's I why people it. are people are oh, let's 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 let's, let's pick a Garrett, let's pick a fucking Ramsdale. Oh. Ben White slipped. Let's, let's yeah. post the video of Ben White slipping. Oh, yeah, because obviously we're relevant now and people are rattled. I think, though, I think it's it's odd, isn't it, that the real top teams like, so, you know, like Liverpool and City, that doesn't, that kind of, those kind of jibes do, don't happen to those type of teams. It's all like, because it's always they're established, like, isn't it? Yeah, of yeah. course, but it's always, it's always those teams that are, either have been good and mm. are becoming good again or, are just working you know, their way up, or, or yeah, working their way up, or showing some promise, or just fucking massive shit houses. I I like to be in that category because that shows improvement. Before nobody would fucking care that somebody slipped, or it would just be same old Arsenal. Same I mean, old same Arsenal. old Arsenal. Oh, fucking yellow, like soft, yellow belly, soft, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, this he's a cunt because he's done this, blah blah blah. Oh, that, that, I love that. Cunt. I, he's a cunt. I love oh. it. I love it. I fucking live for it. Oh, my I, Nelly's dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Give it's it to me. I'll take it all day. I would have a full 11 of absolute shit houses. I, I, well, we, I, we, yeah. we have got more, haven't we? Yeah, oh, we've got yeah, more. Yeah. I want a fucking yeah. full 11. We've, yeah. got, we've, we've got more shit houses. And I said to you earlier on, Alex, we've got more athletic people. I said to you, what did I say? I said, Ramsdale, Party, Shaka, Gabriel and White, you said that basis is great. And I said, oh, what did I say? Fine, I said, every single one of them is six foot one and above, right? Remember the days, I said it to you before, we had, I loved the player because all up towards the end, small well, guy, even Fabregas. couldn't run. Fab, yeah. Even Fabregas, but I mean like more towards that period of time we had, just before the Xhaka time, we had, again, Mustafi, five foot 11, Socrates, six foot. Mm. It's fine being six foot if you can run. Ben White's six foot one. Yeah. You can fucking run. You can sprint, yeah. Whereas he, they, we, we didn't have athletic players. Now we, ball, we're, yards. we've yeah. got proper players now, he, man. Here's a good one. Name all the shit houses in our team right now. Ben White. Oh, yeah, and Ramsdale. Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel's a sly shit house. Yeah, he's going to be a the shit only, The only one that isn't a shit house in the back four is Tommy Asu. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tierney, Different. I think, is fucking next level shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Tierney, sorry. Tierney, yeah, Tierney's a next level Tierney shit reminds me of a Robertson fucking yeah, 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 yeah. shit house. Ramsdale's a big shit house as well. Oh, ben White's a big shit house. You see that, that picture after the Tommy, uh, the Minamino miss? Yeah. And he's laughing in his face. In midfield, both of us sent him in Shaka. Shaka's, <laughs> Shaka's more of an overt shit house. Yeah. Whereas yeah, Partey, doesn't get away Partey's it, more yeah. of a subtle shit house. Partey's more of a, I'm going to kick your ankle and walk away. No one's well, going to notice it. Mm. I, I read a stat. Party has made three fat fouls and got three yellow cards. The mm. last three yellow cards, he's made three fouls. Mm. So whatever he's doing, he's not getting away. He's not getting away with it. Yeah. But yeah. both of them... Is both that shithousery or is that just... No, he, he's also mm. shit, he's a shithouse. He's done. I know. Uh, may, maybe in the future, but I'm not putting... No, he's in there. Martinelli's another one as well. He's another shithouse deep down. I think we have potential. I think we have potential shit house. Yeah, I think he's got arrogant. We've got potential shit houses. He's mini Suarez. I'm talking about. I'm talking about current shit houses. 
current fucking players back that, four, that will yeah, just back four. give you back shit, or back fuck five you up, apart from Tamiyasu, smash yeah. you in, two foot you if you need. But this is my point. You said shithouses get great, but then I think Odegaard and Martinelli are ones that will give you shit. There may not be shithouses. I don't think Odegaard gets bullied. No, so Odegaard right. does. Yesterday, yeah. he didn't, he's like giving people shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they're not. So we've got our shithouses, but we've got more players that will give you shit. But Odegaard, like, whereas Ozil back in the day would just joke around. Be fuck all. I think yeah. I tell you, Odegaard is constantly chatting. Someone kicked him yesterday. He got up and he was vexed. The ref had to calm him down. That's so again. That's what but that, I think that's a fine line between players that are not just going to fucking roll over like yeah. we've had before. That's what I'm saying. We've got and, we've and, done. and, and yeah, and sh- so I think we've got a nice mix of, of those those players. I think or the whole squad, certainly the starting eleven, won't just roll over and get kicked and get punched. Or, you know, get elbowed and just fucking take it like we used to. But I think that there's a nice mix of those players who will actually actively seek out shit. <laughs> actively seek out, I'm going to fucking nudge back, you into touch, yeah, into like, the fucking, into the sidewalls. I'm going to tread on your toe knowing that's going to fucking hurt. I'm going to hold my hands up and go, I didn't do fuck all. I think it's a very oh, nice mix it, yeah, of yeah, those yeah, players who, good. yes, they won't take shit, but we've got those players, Tierney, you know, all the people you've just mentioned who will actively yeah. seek out that shit. We've got a third, third yeah, it's our back four. We've got the third best back four in Premier League. Yeah, defensively. And yeah, the yeah. only, I'd say third slash fourth, depending on Chelsea, but I think full backs, you could say that like, are pretty even in terms of Chelsea. I think Reese James is class. I think Chilworth is class. Uh, not, maybe not as good as Tierney, but I think our centre backs are better than their centre backs. That's why I think we're ahead of them. But, but obviously, goals, Liverpool, Liverpool and Man City have got better back fours than us, but that's it. In terms, well, I think Liverpool, the attacking. Yeah, we've got have. better defenders. Yeah. Uh, fucking Trent Alexander-Arnold can't tackle anything. Uh, Even in the second leg against Arsenal, yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, Martinelli and, uh, and Saka had him on skates every time yeah. they had a go at him. Uh, but it's just that... Attacking-wise, it's yeah, close. Yeah, and I think City... I, I, I like that cancer, though. Like, yeah, but Martinelli him. killed him as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. We had City on the ropes. If you think back to that oh, game, we, New Year's first Day. First half, we had them. Yeah, we had them. Yeah, and it was just a brain dead moment. From yeah, you know. so that's City. Do you see how they celebrated this? Yeah, the yeah, exactly. Shirts off, they, buzzing. Yeah, this they, is Rodri celebration. Yeah. Is into the fans because obviously he realised it was a big. That was a big yeah, that was a, that was a big victory for them. Okay, uh, when you get battered for fucking seventy five of the fucking ninety minutes and you come out winners, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna you celebrate. Really you're gonna yeah. celebrate. Yeah. You're gonna celebrate. Uh, you know, so it's better to be X Man City as well. But Arsenal get. I always, I do think Arsenal get a, a rough rub of the group. So let's, let's, before we move on to the next thing, let's talk about briefly the sending off. Right. Weird. Uh, Weird. So just, yeah. we've all played FIFA. Now on FIFA, that would happen. Right. Even if you then. play FIFA, if you, if you, if you, if you, you know, when you play, you, you, right? Right, well, I'm not very good at FIFA. Well, I'm not FIFA but whatever, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. You, know, you do two Once. yellow cards worthy <laughs> tackles. Right. You get sent off. Right. Mm. But, in real life, I've never seen that happen. And the amount of times I've seen a defender or any player make a yellow card worthy tackle and before the ref gives the yellow card, kick the ball away, and the ref goes, oh, come on, yellow. Right? Yeah. One yellow. Right? That's it. I've never seen that happen before. Right? And for that to happen to Arsenal, it does, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know, it started to add up. I, I, Martin Oliver again, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, no, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Oliver, yeah, Oliver. Yeah, it was Oliver, yeah. Uh, I, I, Listen, in isolation, 
Those were two yellow cards. They were two exactly, yellow cards. Yeah, exactly. In right. isolation. But the, the game is not refereed in isolation. Mm. He played advantage and then an incident happened, right? Yeah. Also, in a game, it's very rare for a player to get two yellow cards in succession. Normally, if a player gets mm. two yellow cards, the second incident is significantly worse than the first incident. Yeah. And, and, Enough so the referee can't be like, I give you a warning. Normally, the referee gives you a warning. Yeah. He'll be like, listen, I've booked you already. Now yeah. you committed another foul. The next time you do any sort of infringement, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's surely off. the referee wants the game to yeah. go on with everybody on the pitch. Yeah. Surely that surely it ruins the spectacle. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, there has to be an element of that. I, I'm not saying that ha- that's the overriding feeling for a referee. You've got a referee by the laws of the game, and that's yeah. fine. But surely you, there has to be an element of judgment. And common sense, and like you threshold. say, by the laws of the game. But these are laws that aren't. Yeah, that's when have we ever seen that happen? Before? No, no, yeah, no. no, uh, no. And, and no. That's, the that's, threshold for a red card needs to be higher. Right now, in I'm not just say, this is situation is different, but in general, I think pe- people were giving out red cards. Will you? Jamie Oliver. And people Jamie are, Oliver. Jamie, Jamie Oliver giving out red cards. The referees Fuck are rewarding rewarding good simulation and good. Manipulation of the game with red cards. I think red cards, the threshold for red cards is be higher. Because again, it ruins the game. It's a big thing. If Martinelli was to do that 15 minutes, 10 minutes after I've already been booked, Absolutely. and what's it called? Uh, Nelson Smedo, 85th minute, was running in on the right wing to put in a cross. Yeah, great. I get it. Yellow card. Yes. But it literally in the same passage of play without any sort of conversation, yeah. heated situation. He's obviously just, he's obviously annoyed. Well, he, he got pushed, put on his ass. Yeah, he got he put on his ass, yeah. and he was upset about yeah. that. And he kind of like got in the way of the other guy. Kind of pushed him a little bit. Yeah, yellow card. But no it, one's it, questioning he's that. He's a fucking foul throw as well. Nobody saw it's that. a foul throw. Yeah. He's still definitely yellow yeah. card. He got in his way. That's a yellow card. No, no Arsenal fans going to say he didn't deserve a yellow card. Yeah. All we're saying is, where's the integrity? Why are you not conversing with him, saying, "Listen, you've just been booked. You need to calm yourself yeah, down. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. you get booked again." You played with advantage. It's the same sequence. You of play. know as well as I do. That he would have not made that second no. challenge if he'd known he'd you would have let him run. Yeah, he would have, you would have paced him anyway. He, he, he would have run. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was but... he was annoyed. Yeah, the previous decision. Yeah. So he's like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna get yellow card anyway because the referee's playing advance. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take him out. Get yeah. yellow card is what it is. Well, I've been told that Arsenal. I've, I've read that Arsenal are gonna appeal, but it, it, I suspect not... shit like that never gets. Well, because no, normally with appeals you can only appeal straight reds. Yeah. But because it's such a weird. Yeah. Sort of interpretation of the rules, and it is, and for me, it's kind of like if you look at the rules, it does say, you know, what he did was fine, but you have to think how you know it's never been done like that before, and and as well, like like we said, you know, it ruins the the spectacle. You know, refs, in my opinion, a good referee. I don't know his name. When you know the referee's name, you know that. They've yeah, he wants to be on TV, and I think Ferdinand and a couple of the pundits on PD Sport said it yesterday. Goes, oh, he wants his name to be known. Martin, uh, yeah, Mike there. Riley, Martin Oliver. Yeah, they're the two that they're the two that spring to mind. Oh, who's uh, the little ball twat? Uh, Mike Riley. Mike Riley. He's a cunt. No, uh, he does a little dance. He's from Liverpool. Tramere. Definitely Mike Riley. Yeah, it's Mike Riley. Is it Mike Riley? Yeah, the one who was in the stands with his fucking shirt off, like. After Spurs, after Spurs school, isn't it? Yeah, and no, I thought that was he was blonde, Mike Riley. No, skinny. Google it. Yeah, I think we need to Google it. Let's go. Yeah, all good podcasts have a computer. Where's Jamie from the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he might be in it. Uh, out of, out of yeah, Mike Riley's not. 
it's not Mike Riley though. Yeah, he's the English ref. Yeah. He's the little skinny blonde guy. Mike Riley. No, Mike Riley's bald. Yeah, Mike Riley. It's Mike Riley. 100%. Oh, no, Mike Riley's different to... No, no, no. No, Mike Riley's the old one. Yeah, that's Mike Riley. Oh, no. That can't be. Mike Dean, isn't it? Mike Mike Dean. Dean. There we go. Mike Dean. Mike Dean, yeah. Mike Dean's an idiot. Yeah. I saw his little dance when Adebayo saw your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Spurs scored, he run, run, run like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... Mike Dean, that's it. Yeah, from the Wirral. Yeah, uh, Tramia, yeah, yeah, and uh, but I think the problem with refs, and I, I, we, me and Joe have discussed this before. There's no accountability for refs. There is like, with, you know, managers, players have to explain their decisions. They're split, split second decision making, and yeah, managers have to explain why they've played certain players or done certain formations, whatever. But referees, there's no accountability. There's, there's no, and I think fans would love to know why, you know. There'd be a lot more understanding. Of, well, look, you're wrong, but at least I understand why you've that, and that's the key. And I think if if I if I was a referee, or you know, what I would want from referees is it, similar to rugby, right? Rugby referees, I think, don't always get it right, but there's always a reason for a decision. So, as a PE teacher, whenever you're refing, you're like, right, I've made this decision. This is the reason that I've made the decision. This is what I've seen. It might be wrong, but this is what we're going mm-hmm. with. So then both teams go, okay, cool. We don't agree, but all right, I can see why you've come to that decision. And at the end of the game, if the guy goes back and he looks at the, 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 the TV screen, he goes, oh, that, that was wrong. To come out and go, do you know what? I thought I saw this, but actually on reflection, yeah. this is what happened. Yes, I got it wrong, but I, I've justified the reason that I've made yeah. this decision. And do you know what? You could make, you could make a, a, a wrong decision fucking once every month and it, it wouldn't upset me nowhere near as much because you've gone okay you've justified the reason that you've made the decision you you you've clearly seen something during the game and obviously he's got a different view to everybody else because he's on the fucking pitch. yeah yeah he's yeah, the only one with that view it's live as well yeah, yeah. It, it's live it's, it's so quick yeah, as you know yeah. and there's influences and all those kind of things and you know you're never going to say oh this team influenced me but there are there are circumstances there are things that go on during the game that we don't necessarily, we're not privy to they come out and say it you go all right cool i respect it i don't agree with it but i respect the decision and you know and, and everybody moves on whereas they make a decision there's no explanation it's clearly wrong all the cameras the var is even var is wrong sometimes yeah it is it it, it it var has muddied the waters further when when it, it should have been the opposite. And then obviously a VAR is a completely different discussion. And you could probably do fucking four four or five podcasts on the yeah, use of VAR and why it's shit and all that kind of stuff. Well, that, but for think, referees, that's mine. That's yeah, my no, I, I agree. I think what there is, is they're too protected. And I, I get it. Like, could I do their job? Probably not. Like, it's very difficult. It's very quick. And, you know, the, the speed at which they have to make decisions is incredible. And you know, you're doing it's a professional sport, these are professional athletes, this is their career, and so you want the level of officiating to be at a professional standard. And I think it's telling that very few international tournaments have you know English refs, I think one max, yeah, one. Well, one, apparently, one the next World Cup, there's going to be three, there's there are three English refs in line. Well, to, I, to... I'm not a big fan of the next World Cup, 
based on a number of reasons. But okay. Well, and good because of. Yeah, it's a fucking joke. You changed the season, you have human rights, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, anyway, how bent it was getting the decision in the first place made Russia look uh, that Russian. Look clean, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's shocking. You know, the, the, the great footballing nation of Qatar. But, uh, but my, my point was, so the referees, I think they're protected and they're, they're not held accountable. Even if you look at VAR, VAR isn't, if you have a VAR on the decision, it's not what's the right decision. It's has the ref made a clear and obvious mistake? So they're saying, has the ref made a fucking clangor do we need to change? Not, is it a penalty or is it not? So you can foul someone and the, they can go, well, the ref didn't see it, so... It's not a clear, obvious error. Yeah, it's not clear, right? And that, they're protecting the refs like that. And you're like, well, hang on a second. It shouldn't be like that at all. It should be, is it a penalty? Mm. Is it a free hit? Is it a goal? Whatever. It's not, has the ref made a mistake? Fuck the ref. It should be what is... Yeah, because there are 22 athletes, there's 80,000 fans in the stadium. There's, yeah, whatever. All these fans watching what was. Nobody cares if the refs made a mistake. We just care about the right decisions for the game. Yeah. And I think that's where the, the problem is. It's all about focus on protecting the refs. But if, if dim loads like us know that that's how VAR should be used, yeah. why are these people that are being paid probably extortionate amounts of money yeah. don't come to the same conclusion? How How is it? How is it actually possible that just fucking... Like, you know, well, it's not that we're watching football 24 7. We're just, we're just fucking Arsenal fans that yeah. obviously yeah. where we're living at the minute don't always get to fucking see the game. Mm. Might be on at five o'clock. We, you know, we're not watching as much football as we probably would do back at home. But even then, we know that that is, that is how VAR is going to be best used. I think it's, I think it's publicly, I think it's public knowledge. I think it's, I think most fans, most football fans would agree that that, that technology is used, should be used in that way. Again, like you said, it shouldn't be, has the ref fucked mm. up or not? It's like, is it right? Is it wrong? Yeah. Is it right? Is it wrong? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, the, again, we're all, we're, I think we've all, we're all agreeing, and a lot of fans will do too, that refs are only human and they can only give what they see. Yeah. But if they what they've seen is not the correct decision, then someone <laughs> yeah. else, yeah. someone in Stockley Park or wherever the fuck it is, or I don't know where it is, yeah, should Park, be like, yeah. "Dude, you got it wrong." Mm. And tell them that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's wrong. Not you've made a mistake, and it's the you know the, that that that's not what should have happened. This is it. Stop the game playing. Yeah, and they're all in, they're all in communication. I don't think it'd be that hard. But hey, listen, like I said, this is an, a completely different conversation. Yeah, it's it's have. funny like with different sports, like you seem to think like you look at cricket and rugby, which are probably the other two main UK sports. They've pretty much nailed it on the head. I'm sure there were teething problems. There's a few problems in it, but genuinely, we've definitely we've we don't definitely, have this controversy. In they cricket. empower. They empower. Um, in terms of cricket and rugby, they empower referees. I think. Now as well, quite a lot of referees and linesmen are giving up. What's the word? When you give up, sort of power because mm. they know that the uh, will. Yeah, sort of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So like, loads of linesmen now are just like put like giving up like offsides and yeah. stuff like that because they know that the will sort of out. Whereas rugby and cricket have got the right balance in terms of empowering the referees, but at the same time, willing to be like, listen, mate, like Nigel Owens, you made a mistake there. That's not right. I think yeah. you should do this. Is this? Have a look, and they do it. They're, yeah. they're afraid. They're not afraid to go. I'm wrong. Yeah, and I, I think it is. It's an ego thing. Well, uh, football is like, oh, like too much. Yeah, you're right. Too much ego. Too much protecting themselves. Uh, so, okay. So let's 
I, I felt, I was obviously a man or you watched the game uh, as well. Martinelli just being sent off, you know, wrongly, we could maybe say. But then two minutes later, Gabriel played a beautiful through ball to Lacazette. Like a threat. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell. And Henry esque in terms of how it should Open have gone. His body. Yeah, yeah. Anyone Open. else? Anyone else yeah. on the end of that spot yeah. slotting that away? Yeah. And I, and as we all know, it went same past my post. And supposedly, according to the commentators of my feed that I was watching on, a few players like dropped their heads and went fuck, you know. Uh, and I certainly thought when it didn't go in, I was like, right, we're going to get a draw out of this game. Uh, now this leads me on to transfers and the transfer window. Sorry, just before you go on to that, there was another one where I think it was Saka. From the right square. Oh, yeah, one. in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, weird he, one he, straight across. He just, he got on target. Difficult, difficult. He had to hit it first time. Yeah. That was difficult. Bro, Bro. from a striker of him. Any think... top class strikers oh, bang that That's corner. it, that's exactly it, it, I'm saying it's a, yeah. it's a harder chance of the one that he yeah. fucking missed mm. wide of the post. Yeah. He had to hit it first time. But he fucked. Pass it to keeper. Yeah, like, come on, man. So I think, so obviously, Lacazette. Uh, you know, with the whole Barringham situation, we can talk about all of this. I, I think Arsenal didn't sign. They went for Vahovic, and I think Vahovic didn't want to come. And I think you know, the fact that he went to Juventus, I suspect part of it was he wanted to stay in Italy. He wanted to be guaranteed Champions League, which we're not. No, guaranteed goals as well, isn't it? Guaranteed goals. Uh, and maybe there's an element of it's an easier challenge for him. It's yeah. a league that he knows, absolutely. But I don't think Arsenal should be sort of uh, criticised for going for that sort of player. I think he's the sort of player that we want. Now, Lacazette is not the sort of striker we want for our system. And he's adapted his game. Like, he comes deep. You know, he, a lot of what he does is he'll come deep and Martinelli and Saka, he'll play those three balls in. You think that's that Leeds goal? Uh, yeah, he, he, he pulls the defenders away from him. But we obviously need someone that can do everything, like an absolute mutant of a number nine, like a drug problem almost, which is why I think we went for the Hovich. I think the Hovich is that sort of mould of striker. Uh, but, you know, obviously there's that rumour about Isak and... Uh, which will happen. Yeah, which will, will it happen or not? Uh, Calvert-Lewin. No, I, I told Calvert you. I said to you before, I said to you, I said to you before the podcast, and I said to you again, he was in London, for a reason, and in my opinion, Arsenal were agreed a deal, and it's one of them ones that Arsenal didn't want to play the release course for Real Sociedad, and Real Sociedad saying we're third in the league or whatever. If you want him now, you have to play a release course. Whereas in summer, we can actually negotiate a deal. And I think it's one of them ones where his personal terms and stuff were agreed, and it's just wait till summertime. Mm -hmm. Arsenal will nurse Nketiah. They will nurse. Um, like well, that, yeah, and then he was in London for three risky, days though, and seen near the near the Emirates etc there's a reason why he was there I think that will happen it's one of them ones where I think like you just I think it will happen would you pay would I don't you think it'll be really school. okay but let's let, let's play devil's advocate and say okay fine in the summer it's still going to be released course Real Sociedad will be like they've known they've got a good thing he's got a release course for a reason mm. it's going to be 70 mil are you paying 70 mil for it sir? You're playing. You're. You're. It's a. It's a risk. It's a risk. Are you? You're Arteta right now. You are the manager of Arsenal Football Club. Right. You. You are the one that's saying to Edu, "This is the guy that mm. I want. I don't give a fuck how much it costs. Mm. 
I want this guy. Are you paying 70 million? Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind the fucking Okay, can I can I can I can I say I think that each manager has a, a pinnacle player. Yeah, who they kind of like are sort of like tied to. Mm. I think the striker of Arteta is it. And if he thinks Isak is that because I look back uh, again, I was just looking on Twitter, people saying on Twitter it was um Mane, not Salah, but Kurt Klopp. Is Salah Mane coming the year before? I think they spent 40 million on Mane. Mm. And everyone's like, why the fuck are you spending 40 million pounds on Mane? Bearing in mind, this was six years ago. Right? From Southampton. From Southampton. And everyone's like, why are you spending that? a lot of money. But well, that's the player that he was tied to and it worked out. I think Isak will be a risk. But I think that's, I think he's the player. He's, the, he's that player for, for Arteta. Like, if it worked out, he's a thing. So I think he might be willing to take that risk. That's anything. And for me, you're asking me, do, am I going to personally spend that's that money? I think Stryker's a bit of a premium. I think he's a better player than Dominic Calvert. I, I think he's a better player than Ivan Tony. I think he's a better player than Oli Watkins. I think he's a better player than all of them. The only player who I think he's struggling to be a better player, I think he's a better technical player than Vlahovic, but Vlahovic is a killer. He's a straight-up killer. He bangs in goals. But also, I think it's also where he's playing in Sausage and stuff, he might not be flourishing as much as he is. He's 21 years of age, man. He's six foot four. He's rapid, good technique, good dribbling ability. He's just obviously just missing that clinical edge. So, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the risk. There's a there's also the resale value of him. Yeah, no, you, you I still get forty million. For him. Sure, I, I, you know he, he fits the mold of what Arsenal have done in in recent past in, in what in terms of tra- transfers and stuff and resale value and all that stuff. But uh, there's a lot of talk at the minute and on social media and 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 blogs and kind of stuff. And, you know, of the type of player that Arsenal are looking for, Art or Arteta is looking for. Yeah. In regards to the you know in, in, to fit the structure to fit. As a team player, sure. And my my only kind of thing with Isak is that I hope that you can see it. You want a big, athletic. You basically you want a mobile Giroud. Yeah. And yeah. Lahovic is that but, guy, right? Yeah. Isak isn't that guy, but he's the he's kind of social. He's the one. They're also saying that obviously the main thing people were saying that obviously Arteta wants a, a big, strong target man. But another thing that people have realised recently is that Arteta has been saying that he wants a player who's able to drop into midfield and play to overload the midfield, right? Yeah. So this is why some That's people are thinking that why Isak would be a better fit than Vlahovic. Because Vlahovic is the whole... He wants someone who can hold up the ball up front. Great, Vlahovic. Play behind the lines. he wants that someone yeah. who can do the... Ideally, we want a mix between Aubameyang and Lacazette. We want Lacazette's mm. ability to hold the ball up, mm. to be able to get into midfield, Players are ten, but you also want someone who's got to have a threat going that other way. Who pushes the back? Yeah, 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 the yeah. Whereas Vlahovic is great at holding the ball up, great or not, but he can't go into midfield and play the ball. Whereas Isak's the other way; he can go in midfield, pick the ball up, play a pass, dribble, 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 dribble. But he hasn't got that ability in terms okay. of actual end stuff. I I appreciate what you're saying, and, and that's you, what I think it's a bit of a counter. Both of them are. You, you might you might know a bit more than me, but my my thing to that is, if that's the case. Then why did we not just go for Isak in the first place? Well, I think it's that he's, he's not a finish. He's not finished. It's more of a thing, isn't it? So yeah, thing. yeah. And I think with with Isak, it's kind of like, well, we, I don't mind paying fifty million for someone. I'd rather pay seventy five. Yeah, in my, uh, in my and opinion, the time as well. In my opinion, is I don't think it's any different. In my opinion, in terms of Premier League, to slightly different because obviously uh, Madison wasn't a Premier League, but it's more of a Madison Odegaard thing, isn't it? You know someone who's, in my opinion, who's a proven thing in the Premier League, and I, 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 who's got more cred, credential, probably costs a little bit more. But you've got 
Odegaard, he's only been in the Premier League six months, didn't really do much, and there's more of a sort of like Trump, like sort of a, a risk to it, right? Vlahovic is more proven. He's more going to bang goals. Kyle Lewis is probably more proven. Ivan Tony's more proven. It's that's got more of a risk, but you want to take sometimes that risk reward works out, man. My next question is this then on the ISAC thing is that can Arsenal afford to spend 50 million on a risk? I I think they can because, in my opinion, I think our model is not going to be our striker being a banger. I think we're going to go more Liverpool based, and I think our bangers are going to win. And I think Martinelli and Saka will be the goal getters. So I think we're more of a 20, uh, 25 goals, 25 goals, 20 goals sort of thing, more than a Harry Kane, 35 goals, mm. 10, 10. You know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, that, I, I, I think he wants more of a playmaker striker who can do stuff and facilitate. Because again, I think Martinelli in a full season, he could land in 20 goals. Mm. I, I, I well, agree. Well, got nine or 10. I mean, I, I, agree to, I agree to a certain extent and I, and I appreciate the things that you're saying and I, you know, I agree with the majority of what you said. But based on previous history of Arsenal's transfers, you're, you're looking at £50 million. Now, bear in mind that Reports are that we've got 180 to 200 million to spend mm. in summer. Now, let's imagine that that's true. That's still a quarter of your budget on something or somebody, should I say, mm. that is a huge fucking risk. Yeah. Now, all right, the alternatives, and I know strikers at the moment are premium. Uh, you know, even you probably, Calvert Lewin is probably going to cost you 60, 70 million, mm. especially now Lampard's there. He's going to fucking cost you a bit more. Jonathan David How, as well and Leo's going to cost know, about 40, 50 million. You're, you're going to spend in and around that maybe for a striker anyway, but I think you want to... It's a difficult one. Would you? Would it Would it not be better, again, just play devil's advocate, would it not be better to pick up somebody like, I don't know, I, I can't even think of names. I know that... Uh, well, I think, what have Liverpool paid for Diaz? Uh, for 50 million. For Is it, million. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Money, okay, so, money. you know... But I think... I think they can afford to I think no, I think we're doing a... A Jota. Jota was a winger who banged in 10 goals. Yeah, at Wolves. And Liverpool went, we can make him a striker. Mm. There's a risk. We'll spend 45 million. But they can afford to take that risk, but they though, can't they? Because but, they're in that position. And if it doesn't work, they've still got... We're, not, we're not in a position to buy uh, fucking Highlands who are sure things. No, we're, no, we're not in a position no, to no, get them. No, exactly. We're going to no. have to take a risk. Yeah. Well, to... yeah, but I think... With, with the problem with that Mate, is that Ivan Tony money... and Calvin Lewin do not move the needle. They do not move the needle. I'm telling but, you now, no, they don't move the needle. I, I, and for I, us I, to get where we want to be, we're going to have to take a risk. But I think, okay, I'm going to dispute. Yeah, I agree. At the currently, at the minute, Calvin Lewin and Tony do not move the needle. One hundred percent. But I think that this is not the end product of their ability. So I think Arteta, one of his key strengths is his. How he's developed players, yeah, yeah, and what you know, like Sterling. We talked about this earlier, didn't we? Sterling fucking loves him. Mm. Raheem Sterling absolutely loves Arteta. He's changed him in much better play. So, yeah, you look at some of the players that Arteta's taken on. Saka, Martinelli, mm -hmm. uh, easily could say uh, Smith Rowe. Yeah, he's improved them, and mm -hmm. so I think the argument would be: well, if we signed a Tony or a Calvert Lewin or even a Isak. Point. He could improve them, okay. But I think what Arsenal have done is basically gone. Well, okay, how much money have we wasted on yeah. transfers and yeah. wages? We've been incredibly inefficient, incredibly inefficient, and it's taken Arsenal two years. Yeah, you, know, you look at there's a. I saw on Twitter there's a squad photo from when Emery started 
and it was like, oh, yeah, you, know, you know, it's like when murderers, I mean, they like wipe off the names or whatever, you know, they mark over the pictures, Jacker, yeah, uh, there's about like, yeah, three or four then, like that, yeah, uh, mm. who's leaving, uh, El Nani, yeah, and I think, that, yeah. Maybe Holdinho as well. Holdinho. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and so I think Arsenal. Well, yeah, we we spent how much on that Aubameyang in terms of wages? How much on? And so our, our model definitely is 21, 22, 23, 24 year old players. I think it's that at the time they just thought like it's not worth the risk. Well, my current argument to that is there is no one else. They were saying it on all the podcasts. There's a Dearth of strikers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. have to spend nearly a hundred million to get Lukaku back. Yeah. There is no other striker. You're going to have to take Lahovic is a risk. Mm-hmm. He's banging yeah. in thirty goals in front of him, but he's a risk. There yeah. is no other strikers. Who are you picking up? He's less of a risk than this. Exactly. Like, but who are you picking up? That's my question. Mm. Jonathan David, who's banging in goals in Lille, he's a risk. Mm. The only other players well, who are not that... a risk are. It's basically you're saying I'm going to take something who's less of a risk, but doesn't have the same sort of potential ability to move the needle. In terms of overall, well, we don't know, do we? We don't know. Come me, ability. I know what you're saying, but yeah. I see. I, I've got my eyes right, and my eyes tells me that Isak's got better footballing ability than Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I can see that in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you're a football man. You can look at both of them play, mm-hmm. and you can go. One of them might be a good goal scorer, but one of them is clearly a better football player. I mean, yeah? but how does it fit the system? Again, yeah. how does it fit the system? But I trust the team. The, the, I trust the, the hierarchy. For that okay. It's that it's this, and they can get it right. How many times did we look at our summer transfer and go, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He's worked out. I think the main problem with this is it's not that there aren't any strikers out there. I think, listen, I think, I think that there are strikers <laughs> out there. Don't ask me who they fucking are. But the problem, the, I think the main problem is that they're all 50 minutes. And that's the risk. The risk isn't oh, we're going to take this player who we think is going to be great and they might be good and they might not be, but we're, we're going to take a chance. It's that not only are we going to have to take that chance, but it's going to cost us 50 fucking million to find out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like double risk because, yes, they could be great and in which case the 50 million that you've outlaid isn't, you, you, you've won. Yeah. But also, it, they, could, they could be average mm. and they could be okay. Yeah. But then it still doesn't come out as like you've won because you've outlaid fifty so million pounds for it. Yeah. They were saying that they were saying that they were saying in the news that as well as Isak and Jonathan David and Carlo and Tony, we're looking at Victor Ossiman from Napoli. Yeah, mm. yes, I saw Six that. Yeah. Mutant, blah blah. Napoli paid seventy-five million for him two years ago. In his first season, he got eight goals at Napoli. <laughs> they spent seventy-five million for eight goals. This year, he's got twenty-two. Mm. It's a risk. Mm. There's not that. Do you know what I mean? You've got to take a chance and you've got to take a risk. Of course. No, you've got to always, take a risk. If you're, gonna, you're gonna take, if you're going to take a risk and spend 70 million on a 21 year old, six foot four, rapid striker, you can dribble, dribble, I'd rather take that risk than spend 50 million on a 25, 26 year old striker mm. who can do all right. And if there was ever a chance to take that risk, if there was ever a chance to take that risk, it's when we've reportedly got 200 million to spend. Yeah. Um, and we have a nucleus of young players yeah. where they can all grow yeah, yeah. together. Oh, it's a good squad for any player to join. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, you've, got, you've got someone on the left of you who's 21, someone on the right of you who's 20, your attacking midfielder is 24. Do you know what I mean? They can grow mm. together. I'm, I'm, listen, in an ideal world, you want if you're spending 70 million, you want a surefire thing. That, mm. Those days are long gone. Mm. If you, if you, surefire things are Haaland, 
Yes. They're, they're sure fire people. Yeah, 100, 175 million. to 200 million. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get a sure fire yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get a sure fire thing for that money. And I know everyone's saying, oh, there's a risk, there's a risk. He only got 15 goals last season. He's only on four goals this season. There's a lot of, there's lots of different factors into that. It's a risk, but you've got to look at the potential. You've got to look at what the actual ability of the player. You've got to look at what he could potentially bring. And I'm saying I would I I would rather spend 70 million on a 21 year old. He's a better footballer. You may not have the outlay right now. Then spend 50 million on a six foot four kind of little bit of donkey who's all right. That's my mm. opinion. No, that's right. It depends on. I I do think it's obviously what Arteta wants the player to do in the system. So you look at Lacazette now. I don't know about you, but I certainly used to think Lacazette was a predator in terms of his finishing. And, mm. you know, yesterday wasn't a, a shining example of that, I have to admit. Sex for that. You say yeah. that. Well, Clive, Clive, He's Clive, not Simon. Clive said, Clive <laughs> said a good thing. He doesn't know who Simon is. Clive yeah. on the Vision podcast said a really good thing. He said that, obviously, Lacazette, everyone thinks like he's at the nine, but he's at his best time at Leon in general. He played behind another striker. Yeah. Mm. He was never the main he man. He banged in 50 goals. Yeah, but he was, play, he was playing behind another striker. Yeah, yeah. But mm. Gomez, mm. who's yeah. a six foot four number nine. Yeah, he was yeah, never yeah. the number nine. He's never the we're man. We're expecting yeah. him to be a nine in the area. Bang bang, jumping into the He's not that. He's a, he likes to drop into midfield. He likes to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. Your and there's a, in my opinion, there's a yeah, reason, there's that. a reason why there's a reason why Arteta was in bad. Arteta had both of them. Had a Bamian, who's more of a nine start player, more than Lacazette, and he had Lacazette, and he chose Lacazette. More than yeah. than well, the Bamian couldn't hold up the ball and couldn't yeah. do what he wanted to do, and this is what I mean. I think, you know, who's a better striker? The Bamian. Yeah. Right? No, no arguments there. But a Bamian couldn't do what Arteta wanted to do. But why did he pay Smith Rowe in the false nine? Why has he paid Pepe in false nine? Well, I think he's trying stuff out. Like, yeah, there's experiments, isn't there? No, I knew but, that in my opinion, fucked up. But in my opinion, I think this is this was uh, two, last year though. In my opinion, I he wants a I know he's has spent a lot of time with Pep, but I think he wants a striker who can ball. Mm. Again, they were saying in the podcast he likes a striker to be able to overload the midfield. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overload the midfield possession, bang, 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 sprung on the outside. I again I legit do think with our killers and our gunners will be our wingers. I think yeah. I, I, that's I don't, well I think Saka, Martinelli and Odegaard are the the, the whole attacking. Attackers, but I yeah. I may I'm I'll, if you the said, to me, if you said to me in two years' time Martinelli was averaging twenty goals a season in, uh, 20 goals a season 10 assists and Saka 15 goals a season like Mane Salah maybe even not Mane Salah like yeah. 30 25 but like a level below <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. wouldn't be surprised no yeah. no no I agree so uh, I think he just wants more of a baller in terms of up front not more less less of a stone cold killer yeah more Firmino less Harry Kane well yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see who he goes Kane started dropping deeper in the field didn't he yeah but that, that was more because Spurs were fucking wank right uh, <laughs> No, well, that's actually that's uh, an additional before we do AOB top four, right? I watch United and I watch, I I watch Spurs and I watch the Spanners and (laughs) and I just think to myself, fucking hell, they're terrible. Like they are wank. United are a team in disarray. Like for me, you've got all these great obviously players. Greenwood sets up well. Yeah, obviously. Worse. Yeah, even ignoring the side, ignoring the side, rapey Greenwood, right? You just got a team of individuals that are playing like a bunch of cunts. And that Ralph Ragnick, he's come from a, he's come from teams where they're. So structures and stuff. Yeah, they've got structures in place, but 
there's no egos. They're all working together. It's a very nice, collective nice. sort of uh, yeah, sort of mentality. And you can't come to United, and it's a fucking team of individuals. And I just kind of like right, they're fucking dog shit. Then you look at Spurs, and you remove Son and Kane from that team. They're fucking dog shit. They, and they got found out. I know that Conte they got found out, but they also the thing with the Spurs, they're a threat because they got Conte. And because they no. played so no, but they played so shit in the first half games and that they're I know you hate it, but they're extreme and stuff like that. And the amount of shots on target was so shit and they still managed to get wings. Mm. It's either it's teetering on the edge for me. It's either one of them ones that it's they're, they're so thing. shit that the luck will run out and they'll carry on being shit. Or is that they're so shit they'll get better. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know yeah. which one it is, but yeah, the, their luck, their luck is like it's so shit. Like they have against Wolves, against Wolves away. I think they Wolves are like ten shots on target. Spurs <laughs> had one, and it was like an own goal, and they yeah. won one nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's all been so jammy. Yeah, but yeah. It's like it's in my mind. It's like, do I think they're gonna get better? Or is it more like the luck will run out and they'll just be shit? You like can't. Away against you that can't look up. You can't polish a turd. Mm. They're fucking shit. A manager, albeit Conte, Marino, whoever the fuck it is, cannot fucking change that overnight. I, I'm sorry. The shit that they had to deal with is almost as bad as the shit that we dealt with before Arteta came. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. They've got, yeah, they've got a big rebuild ahead of them. I they don't a... care. They have as big a bigger rebuild yeah, bigger. or just yeah. as big as us. And they're fucking two years behind us right now. I think they're worse. Yeah, agreed. agreed. 100, and I'm not saying it because I'm an Arsenal fan and Spurs are fucking cunts. They are cunts. But I'm being, with a level head, I'm being 100% serious. They have got a long fucking way to go. Whether you've got Harry Kane and Son in your team or not, who else have they got? Fucking no one. Yeah. Yes, they've got Conte, but he needs fucking time. He he's needs money as well. We, he we, needs we, money we, as well. Not, uh, in, our, in our deepest, darkest time, though, in our deepest, darkest time, we have Martinelli, Saka, Smithrow. They ain't got shit. Yeah. yeah. They so three years shit. ago, when we was fucking dog shy, we had Martinelli, Saka, and Smithrow. To, to finish, that's what we could. What's what we had? They've got nothing. To, to add, to add to to, to contribute to what you said there, uh, out of those teams, there the way it's going, and obviously things can change from dips and, and, and you know, things go up and down. Spurs will be Spurs, and I think they'll be shit. I right. think Spurs though, are the closest ones that we are closest. I, I think, yeah, I, I think, think they're the closest challenge we have. I think, I think Man United will 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 peak and fall with a team with Ronaldo in, regardless who else is in it. Are always a fucking threat, yeah. and again, I don't yeah. give a fuck what anyone says. You got a goal score like that, a forty-year-old Ronaldo. You you've got a chance to win games, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got a chance to win games. Yeah. It, it it's might be Simon Wolves, It might be uh... against fucking Chelsea. It might be whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. West for me, West Ham. West Ham are the most consistent. They are the most together. Spanners. Yeah, yeah, they are the most together. They are the they are the best team in in that in that run for the top four. They are, but there's nothing. No, there's not. They Yeah, they have. But, 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 uh, what, was, listen, what was spectacular about Leicester that won the league? Nothing. Apart from Vardy banging in consistently eleven goals. And, and um, Danny Drinkwater putting them fifty yard balls in. Spectacular about Where's Morgan playing like a 25-year-old? Yeah, <laughs> apart from those things. 
Actually, nothing. That run was mental. So West Ham for me, West Ham for me are will be our closest rivals because they are. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They will be closest, our closest rivals because they are the most together as a team, and I think that's. I think Moyes has got a good thing going. Yes, Moyes. But I do think, yeah, I have to agree. The squad is paper thin. Yeah, paper thin. Yeah, that's why they couldn't clock Zuma. Yeah, so I think. Jesus Christ. That's going to go really well on your pod. Yeah. Perfect noises for podcasts. Yeah. You can tell it's a professionally run organisation. We need a studio. Trying to peck open a bottle of wine. Yeah, someone's in crisp. Well, so here. Well, someone's smashing a bag of crisp. Um, AOB, right, we're going to move on to AOB because I've got AOB. I've got some big AOB. There's two things well, on so there. Well, so before we do AOB, top four then. So, oh, how easy. do you, how, because I think, done. as well, I'll tell you what. Mm, we're not, we're, if we win our games in hand, we're yeah, going to win Wolves. No, 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 our game. We've got uh, our games in hand are Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea and Liverpool, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, again, um, Chelsea are not great. I think Chelsea are beatable. Um, um, if we win our games in hand, we're two points behind Chelsea. One point behind Chelsea. Yeah, I think Chelsea are beatable. I think Liverpool, we right. can possibly. Let's be real. Good day. City on a good day. Already done and dusted. Liverpool done and dusted. Done and dusted. Chelsea, Chelsea mostly. Strong likelihood that Chelsea will finish third. Yeah. I think uh, Arsenal fourth. I think West Ham fifth, and then I'm going to say Man United first. I think Spurs will I finish fifth. I no. think Spurs will finish fifth as well, yeah. I think we'll miss Ramesh, Mason, 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 just before, just before the hill, the Oka Costa. <laughs> just before he got over the hill. As soon as they won the title, he messaged them in it the next day saying, You're out. You're out. Yeah, yeah. You're never playing for me ever again. <laughs> that was an Alan Sugar. Game. Yeah, uh, that's class, isn't it? Uh, you just won me the Premier title, but you're never playing for me yeah, again. You, you are a cunt. You're an Edison man. Team. Yeah. Bon appetit. Yeah. Is. You opened the bottle. Uh, I think, yeah, we'll get, uh, I, I think I think I think Chelsea I think Chelsea is right okay here's my thing with Liverpool and Chelsea and City to an argument City are going to win the league that's why I've got no issues for that they've got two games a week two or three games a week we've got 16 we're not catching Liverpool yeah no we're not no, 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 no. Chelsea I think yeah, Chelsea that's yeah, still yeah, yeah. I, also Chelsea Liverpool Liverpool are it's outside it's, it's very dark horse Liverpool it's very black beauty from where Spurs are in terms yeah. of Liverpool got a big rebuild ahead but I think they're quite lucky because they've started with Diaz and Jota. They've got a rebuild coming. Well, Liverpool. Yeah, but they've already started. They've time. started with yeah, Jota. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They've got... They're not mugs. They're not, their transfer policy is, is speaks for itself. Yeah, because Van Dijk's like, Van Dijk's 30, going, Henderson's got, 31, Milner's so 35. Henderson's going, so you've got Curtis Jones. Fabinho's 30. There's a lad who played left wing against us. Uh Morton or something like that. Yeah, he's fucking mustard when he yeah, came yeah. on. There's a lad that played right wing. They've got yeah. Harvey Elliott as well. Good yeah. Uh, They've got some young kids, I was like. Right, okay. listen, once, don't fuck about. Give me a, give, give me a top six in order now. Go. Uh, City. Yeah. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I probably will say Chelsea first. Mm-hmm. Right? I yeah. think I did think... Sensible. That, yeah, Sensible. It's, it's too big a gap. Sensible. But I think it's... it's Realistic. It's realistic. Yeah, it's, I, you're, I not, think, you're not ambitious. It's realistic. I legit think we'll beat them at the Emirates, and that's I fine. Think I still think they'll finish third. Well, yeah, they'll finish third. But I will be. No, we got to play Chelsea at theirs. Oh, so it's down for yeah, I think we'll beat them. I don't rate them at all. 
Uh, don't rate. I just think they've got two games a week, and we play Chelsea late as well. Can you imagine in April when you've got all those fucking games like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? Those games, they're going to have to play a weekend team. We don't. We've got sixteen cup finals. That's how Arsenal have got view it. Like yesterday was a cup final. Another one. The next game, Brentford. Brentford cup final. You've done top three. I think. I think. I think Arsenal can. I think Arsenal can get fourth. I think, and if if not, we'll get fifth. Yeah, fifth, yeah. Late, fifth is the lowest. I can't see us. The only team I can see getting above us is Spurs. Spurs, yeah, I do yeah. Say. No. Just because no. they've got some they've who came. They've also got nothing apart from the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. They're out of Europe as well. I don't care. Yeah. And because they've got Son and Kane, that's all they got. Spanners they have got like a paper thin squad. They all have an injury. And they're still in Europe. And they're still in Europe. Not much. And their no, players. Right. They'll get to a quarterfinal. And their Europe, players yeah. are bottle jobs. Like, they've never done it. Mm. For me, that I think I I, I think well, City, 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 Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, United, Spanish. Mm. Mm. I have to agree with that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think United have just got too much to be seventh. Yeah. <laughs> you just look yeah. at that team and like, how That's are you? How have you got Rafa Varane in your seventh? Yeah. But this is a centre half that was like bossing it Champions from Madrid. League, yeah. Boss. Okay, Barnett, no, but... mate, all the Greenwood shit, all of that other shit. No, so I mean, yeah, there's a lot to, of stuff going on. Coming to coming to, to fixtures where they look suicidal. Yeah, they look miserable. Do you know what I mean? They're, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they look miserable. miserable. There is yeah. something inherently wrong there, and I think oh. it's more than we know. I think it's gonna yeah. fucking show. I think it's gonna tell. He's like, um, we must have a curse or something. I was like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, shit. And you can't be asked. There's obviously something going wrong. Do you ever do you watch Roy Keane? Like watching Roy Keane, hilarious. I love, especially when you talk about United. But it's like, yeah, these players threw Ollie under the bus. Mm. That this Ralph Radnick guy, he's going to come in. He's fucking off in the summer. They're not us. You're not bothered. Your players aren't bothered either. They're getting their money. Yeah, and uh, whoever the new manager is, but it's like you say, it's a rebuild. Yeah, United. Like, uh, United have but they've got, got some young players though. They think they've got. They've got pieces that you can make a team with. Yeah, but it takes time, doesn't it? Like, you do, you've got pieces, man. Nah, you, if, you, if you've got, if you if two of your midfield three is Pogba and Bruno, and up front you have, uh, well, I was going to say Greenwood, you had Greenwood. <laughs> you'd be like, these, Greenwood's not playing for these, a while. Not for yeah. if ever. Yeah. Uh, these are legit pieces that you could have used, could have, the emphasis. Like Bruno, Pogba, Pogba and midfield. Just like, what are you doing, man? But obviously, they don't supplement the midfield. They, they put fucking Fred behind him and McTominay. <laughs> Just go and fucking buy Basuma. What are you doing? Go and buy another midfielder who can actually play in the But that's what United have done, though. The, the United's transfer policy has been incredibly chaotic and disorganised. In the Cut sense that they've just gone, right, he's fucking porno. We'll buy him. Or he's really good. We'll buy him. No, I, no comprehension in terms of yeah, like, how they'll play into a team. And I think that's what Arsenal have done very well. If they've gone right, well, this person will fit into this team, mm. you know. So when when Ben White and Gabriel are playing, that suits Tommy Asu perfectly, and that suits Tim. Tommy Asu yeah. need to get on the ball much because yeah. Ben White's next ball. Exactly, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think United have have certainly they've got that with the Ronaldo. They only bought Ronaldo so City wouldn't get him. Right? Let's look, like, make no fucking bones about this. They were like, "Fuck, City are going to sign oh, our best been. player, our Thierry Henry. City are going to sign him. We have to sign him." Yeah, and that's all it was. We'll stick uh, him up front. Next to Mason, <laughs> porno, yeah, arrogant, rapey, rapey doesn't want to pass. 
and has obviously got into the issue, issue with Ronaldo at Greenwood and will stick him next to the slowest winger in the Premier League, Jadon Sancho. <laughs> you cannot beat a player one-on-one. I feel in sorry. the Premier League. What he's not he's not a winger in the Premier League. Alright, okay. But this is one point, like they don't they haven't looked at the team and went like, Oh, this is the player, this yeah. is where he needs to fit. He in the Premier League and the way he's playing, he's playing like a ten position. But, but Sancho, they've got Bruno there, they've got Pogba. But Sancho, it's okay, so no, I'm happy to be explained on this. So Sancho, here's a player that's done done the business for was it Dortmund that you mm-hmm. for, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he ran like a cunt for Dortmund, mm-hmm. like up and down that wing. And at United he still runs up and down that wing. You know, he's got his stats are really good in terms of running because he's the only cunt running. No, no one else does running. But, you know, he, he doesn't fit into that system can't. because it's poor transfer policy. Poor transfer policy, but also his skill set isn't suited to that position in the Premier League. Mm. He's playing against... Five Again, that's, that's, isn't playing, that he's on play, United? That's on United, that's my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing against donkeys who can't run in the Bundesliga. He's <laughs> now playing against fucking players like, I don't know, I'll just use an example, against Middlesbrough, playing against Jed Spence and stuff like that. Mm. You know what I mean? He's playing against athletes. Athlete, so yeah. his skill set isn't suited. Carl Walker. he's not fast. Mm, yeah, yeah. You look at Sancho and you look at him and you think, oh, he's athletic. He's not athletic at all. Also, he's a technical baller. So if I'm United, I look at him and I'm like, he's great on the ball. He's played fantastically well with Dortmund on the left wing, but he's got a lot of time. Yeah, Where yeah, the Premier League yeah. doesn't get time. I'm going to have to play him in number 10. 10 yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've got Pogba and Bruno. Yeah. Also, yeah. going to work. More importantly, fuck United. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking about United? They're going to be nowhere near us. Fuck United. No, I, th- I, th- I think they will be. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. Do you think they'll be near us? No. No, I don't. I, don't. I think United are a team in disarray. Yeah, there uh, is. I think Spurs are the only competitors. I think the biggest competitors to Arsenal are Arsenal. Arsenal I think, Spurs. I think... Arsenal have that amazing ability of shooting themselves in the foot. Mentally. You know, uh, and we love a red card. Uh, and it's kind of like... Which I love. I love that as well. Yeah, you... Well, you love a red card. I love a red card. Yeah. Well, it, there are there's a certain... Do you know what I like at the minute? There's certain George Graham vibes about Arsenal. And there's certain early days Wenger vibes. When Arsenal used to get loads of red cards on the early days Wenger. Uh, and it is kind of like that. There's a old, old video. Harry, you might have seen it. Uh, you might have seen it, man. It's like before you were born with George Graham. They did this similar to the all or nothing thing at Arsenal. Is when Arsenal won the league in '91, and it's just after the United Arsenal brawl, right? And it was uh, we won one nil. Just some fucking jammy corner, but uh, there's literally a twenty-one man brawl, and everyone was singing fists. Winterburn loved it. People, Davis breaking jaws as he does, uh, and there's a they, they they filmed the training session on the Monday afterwards, and all the players are there, and George Graham's like, you know, stop being cunts, I'll be the cunt, blah 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 blah, and it was that sort of Arsenal together, mm. and I do get that feeling because yeah, we get some terrible decisions given against us, but I do get that feeling. That Arsenal is that quite unified, everyone hates us, yeah. you know, but we are Arsenal. Fuck everyone. Yeah. I mean, we haven't similar... had that feeling. We haven't, I yeah. We've not had that feeling as a team, as a for fan a while, base, yeah. for such a long time. I do love the for fact. For so long. Mm. They're all sim- I do love the fact they're all similar age as well. Mostly. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Part that's part of it. That's part of the well, if you think you, you think back to United, when United had that golden generation of like the Skulls, the Beckhams, whatever, they're all the same age, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Do you, you, know they you, you have to have something in common with Gary the people you're playing with. The nebs. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to be. You don't all have to be fucking best friends. No, but you, you have to respect it. each other, and you have to be fucking willing to fucking go to war. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, and that's, I think that's what they do. That do exa- exactly. If, if someone gets fucked over, someone else is steaming in, and I'm not talking about Jacka. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I, I by the way, we've said context, it, Harry we, loves Jacka. We said it before. We've said it before. Jacko is not going to take this team forward, but I like him for what he brings, and that is shithousery, and to the point where he's going to punch somebody's face. But more importantly than that, there are other players now that have that Jacka element without yeah. being complete brain dead dickheads <laughs> and going to two foot somebody. Yeah. They're doing it in a way where, like, if you fucking start on him, I'm I'm yeah. fucking coming to you. And yeah, it's all fucking handbags and it's all pushing. I just want to see it. Yeah, I yeah. don't want someone to get laid out. Yeah, because it winds well, up the fans as well. Because yeah. you saw those fans like against Wolves last night, and then we we've seen it before. The fans were like, annoyed at Arsenal. They generally fucked up at Arsenal. And it's like good. Yeah, yeah, good. And, and I know. Do you know what another thing as well is that yeah, completely not on the side, but kind of kind of fits in. Arsenal always get this. Arsenal fans always get this reputation of oh, high library, and it's all really quiet at the Emirates. I'm not no, fucking right. Arsenal away fans, mate. I'm telling the you. Yeah. Also, yeah. The atmosphere at Old Trafford and Anfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've been to I mean? both. I've been to both, and I can tell you, un- category, Old Trafford we outsung them, and Anfield is overrated. Yeah, Anfield's overrated. Yeah, overrated. They have their Anfield's days. Good at the European nights. Yeah, they have their I'll days. Like, Absolutely, they have their days, but they also have their days where they get outsung. Pretty fucking easily, uh, uh, and you know, like, and I can say, you know, I, I went to Old Trafford in a cup game. This was years ago. I don't know if you remember. We played United, and United had four four two, but it was eight defenders. Oh yeah, yeah. we lost, and we lost two nil. Right? You went to that? Yeah, I went to that. With yeah. John Shea playing like midfield or something. Yeah, yeah, and they had uh, one of the the twins. The twins were playing inside, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, right. Uh, and it was eight defenders, and they still beat us two. There was a quarter final. Yeah, a quarter final. Uh, I went to that. And I've been to Anfield. Every time I've been to Anfield, we've lost. And Robbie Fowler scored a hat trick, even when he hasn't been playing. He somehow managed to score a hat trick, you know. Uh, but I've been to Anfield like two, three times. But all of those times, yeah, the atmosphere was, yeah. It's, it's I'll say the atmosphere's not yeah, bad. Yeah, overrated. Arsenal's atmosphere, when Arsenal, and I think recently, we're, uh, we're a bit better. But certainly, it used to be that we needed to be sort of inspired. Mm. You know, I think we got spoiled. We got spoiled with Henry. We got spoiled with, you know, great yeah. footballers. Uh, certainly, that's not the case now. I think it's, you know, I think Arsenal Twitter and Arsenal actual fans are two Sorry, very man. different fucking entities. Sorry, uh, you know, Arsenal fans are genuinely all behind <laughs> because they're all young players. And I think. Arteta's quite clever on this, and I've said this on the podcast with Joe before. Arteta's gone right. Nobody's going to hate fucking Saka. Nobody's going to hate Smith Rowe. Nope. You know, they're, they're all, and if they make a mistake, Martin Martin Ellie, if they make a mistake, they're going to give him a pass because they're young, and Arsenal fans know that, you know, with, like, with all the great players before, like your Henrys, your Vieiras, whatever, they make mistakes, but they turn out to be fucking legends. So I think Arsenal fans have got more patience than most with regard in in that regard. Yeah. So Arteta's like these people are giving me fucking time because if Saka makes a mistake, I can go well look he's young, you know. Like if Martinelli makes a mistake like he did yesterday, well, he's young. Whereas if William makes a mistake, yeah, he's like he's a thirty-two-year-old professional. We're paying him two hundred fifty grand a week. 
what you know, Arteta, what are you doing signing him with him? What's wrong with you? You know, all of these things like they stack up, don't they? And so I think Arteta has shifted his sort of approach in terms of transfers, and that's evident this summer. He's going like, fuck it, get young players in. They listen to me more. Yeah, because David Luiz and William and a couple of other players—they would have killed him though. Yeah, they, lost his job. they tried to get rid of him. They tried to get rid of him, and oh, they tried to overthrow him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he would have lost his job on them. Yeah, yeah. He banked on them, and uh, and it just reminds me of that thing that King, Roy King was saying. He's like, when you, if you're Ollie and you're going on the bus and you see Fred and McTominay, it's like my job relies on these, you know. <laughs> and, and I think Arteta had the same thing. He's like, he's looking at David Luiz and William. He's like, my job relies on these cunts, you know. Like, and so I think Arteta shifted it, and Edu shifted it. Look at the, the young players, and yeah, it, it, for me, it's. Yeah, obviously last night was a great result. But it's a we're, really... we're one and a half years already from it. Yeah, well, it, here's the thing that I'm worried about. If we don't get top four, the reaction will be, you know, mental. And Arsenal... No, Arsenal, especially no. because of... Arsenal. I don't know who, who Saka's PR person but Whoever's talking about telling Saka to come out and saying that how he dreams of the Champions League and he really wants to play in it. It's not good because it's got all the Liverpool fans giddy because obviously there's rumours about oh, Liverpool wanting him and stuff like that. That's not good. We don't need that pressure. No, but, well, maybe, yeah, we probably don't. But for me, Arsenal openly said our target this year is Europe. Europe, yeah, it did say yeah. you top four. No, no. And, uh, and I think, yeah, we are in reach of top four and I think it's very achievable. But it's kind Europe, of like, for sure, though. yeah, we're all teachers, aren't we? So imagine it's like you're a kid that's like, right, at the beginning of year 10, you said to him, right, if you get a, you, you'll get a B if you work hard. He's like, all right, fair enough. All right, fucking hell. And then at the beginning of year 11, he's on an A. And you're like, fucking hell. Like, you've worked really hard. Well done. But you're still thick as fuck. But, so you uh, could drop down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you could drop down a little bit. But I tell you what, go for that A. Go for that A. Go Maverick. Right? And that's what Arsenal are. Arsenal are like, fucking hell. You know, we, we didn't expect to be here. We're, we're what? Well, one point away from fourth. There's 16 games to go. No, with our games in we, hand, we, 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 we have to we have to look at this situation in context to everything that's gone on previously, the start of the season and everything that's gone on since. Yeah. And we have to say last year we finished eighth. The year before we finished eighth. Yeah, yeah. If we finish sixth, yes, we will be disappointed because top four this year is certainly within our reach. And if you think of the two out of the three teams that we've discussed that would finish above us, whether that be Spurs United, West Ham United, West Ham Spurs, there's always going to be either United or Spurs above that us if we finish sixth. And that's going to be galling. However, I'm not saying sixth is the, 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 the target, but if we do finish sixth, it's a two-place improvement on last year. Now, that I it's, it's difficult. You have to temper it with where we are and where we were. But I think... For me, it's somewhere in the middle. I think if we finish fifth, I think that's still a very successful season and I would take it. If you offered fifth to me now, oh, really? right? Yeah, if you offered fifth to me now, I would take it from you, right? Don't get me wrong. I, I want fourth. I want Champions League football. I want to be able to attract the best players. I want those fucking Wednesday, Tuesday nights again. Mm. It's been a long time what coming. That song. Yeah, but if, you, if, if we're saying trust the process, Trust these things that are going on. This is this is a slow this is a slow grow. We've had a lot of rebuilding to do, and this summer transfer is going to be even better than the last one. 
fine, finish fifth. I think that's acceptable. But fuck me. If that's the case, and you then have the 200 mil to spend in the summer, and that is now entirely Arteta's squad, that adds more pressure because yeah. you have to finish fourth. Yeah. If oh. not third. Yeah. If not third. You, it, there has to be incremental increases every year. And I think six, although, yes, we'll have European football, I think would be, in most of the uh, fans' opinions, would be a, a disappointment. I think fourth, if you'd have said that at the beginning of the season, would be no, a slight overachievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. overachievement. I so I th- yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think fifth is a reasonable, realistic target still now. And I think if we do finish fifth, I think we should be, I think we should be all should be happy and we should, we should be proud that that's what we've done. But if that is the case, then undoubtedly Champions League football, it has to be next season. It, it, yeah, yeah, you know, no, I, I agree. Be. Yeah, uh, uh, for sure. I think, you know, Arsenal certainly as a club, they plan to get top six this year. That, uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think if you asked them at the beginning of the season, that was the goal, wasn't it? European football, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it, and especially after the first three games. Sure. And, yeah, and I think Brentford, we got fucking screwed over a little bit. But uh, certainly with the other two, you know, after that international break. And if you look at the international break since then, we're third in the league. Mm. Yeah, like our, our form has been fantastic. And so it would be disappointing. I think what it would be, you know, from an optimistic point of view, it'd be disappointing if we didn't get fourth simply because our form has been that of someone that should be third or fourth. Mm. You know, us ignoring those last three games, the first three games. Yeah. You know, our, our form has been, you know, we've played a lot of the good teams, a lot of the good teams away from home, City, Liverpool, you know, uh, 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 and. So I, I think that's what it would be, but yeah, no. For me, if, if uh, European football, but I, I do, I, I agree with your point one hundred percent. Nick, next year, but if by the end of next season, if we're not in the Champions League, then I think Arteta, because you're right, it's Arteta's squad, and this summer he's going to have two hundred million or however much he's going to have to. And I think Kroenke will back him. I think Kroenke will back because he can see the the progress that's that's developing at Arsenal. And I think it'd be a case of right. You've got no fucking excuse now. I think you know, this I, is your team. This is how you do. Exa- exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think to summarise: fourth, I'd be over the moon. Fifth, I'd be happy. Sixth, I would be satisfied. Yeah. That's it. I don't want to mean the fucking Conference League. That's how no, muggy no. Yeah, European no, no, fucking. That, anything less than six, and I'm saying you. you I, I'm going to. I'm going to struggle you, to see both. You fucked it, basically. Yeah, like West Ham, Spurs, United. Two of them being above us. No, no, not Spurs and you, not Spurs and United. Anyway, okay, cool, right. Well, I think that will. Uh, Amanda, have you got anything else you'd like to add? Okay, lovely. All right. Okay, cool. No guests, or maybe we have. I just didn't turn the comments on. I don't really know what I'm doing. To be fair. Doubtful. Doubtful. It's well, no, we, we get a lot. Of, we get a lot of Indian comments. Indian, yeah. yeah, bizarrely, we get a few people from India. I don't know why we get people because it's nine o'clock and they don't want to. They're still on. Yeah, yeah, still. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nine o'clock <laughs> in India. No, no, India is only like two hours behind. So, what's like the Indian massive? No, too. You get bizarre. Uh, lots of Indian gooners. Right. Uh, cool. All right, well, unless uh, (laughs) we've got nothing else to say. Lovely. All right. uh, See you later.